Lion Hearted Podcast. What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lion Hearted Podcast where the feelings reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so I got another special guest in the building for y'all today. This is season two, episode seven. I got my first female guest in the building, y'all. We go way back. What's up, Neek? What's up? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Thank you uh, for coming in. And you got an amazing story to tell. And I, I want to give the people a chance to listen because, like I said, this is my first female interview. And I appreciate you coming in uh, and trusting me to do it. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm glad to be the first female, especially episode number seven. Lucky number seven. Let's go. Lucky number seven. <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorite numbers. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. You know, my birthday's on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? So that's always one of my favorite numbers. It's a lucky number, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I just want to get right into it. Um, so you got a career going on, and right now you're, you're a typewriting specialist of some sort. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yes, well, um, I'm going to school to be a court reporter. So um, what that is is basically, um, if you watch any court shows, it's a person that's just sitting down, basically typing verbatim what everyone is saying in the courtroom. So that's the judge, the plaintiff, the lawyers, and um, any witnesses. So you have to type at a speed of, I believe it's 200 and an accuracy of 97.5. So everything has to be perfect because if anyone to do an appeal or something they have to go back and know exactly who said what because um when you go in court you know a time and a place or or any question that they ask you definitely matters it's a it's keeping a record and documentation of everything and it makes a good amount of money i will say that um i think right now i looked i'm always looking to see even though i'm still have a couple years to complete to see who's hiring so i think right now if i search on indeed um or wherever you go like uh Kern County Court I think they start out at about 80,000 and that's just starting so it'll say 80,000 to 100,000 so you can make up to six figures and then you also get paid for your transcript so if you're done with the court session or whatever that trial's done and if anyone wants to go back and order the transcripts which is what you're writing um you get paid for that too I'm not sure the amount but um, you also get paid for the transcripts. So you do make a decent amount of money. And it doesn't take a long time. It takes like, um, I think two years is the fastest, but it depends on you and, and how much self-discipline you have and how much you practice. Yeah, self-discipline and consistency is very important in anything that you do. Um, so was when you first heard, how did you first um, hear about this type of career path? Um, I was planning on just changing careers and um what I was doing I was an apartment manager and it was cool for a little bit but then I started to just see that I mean I guess it could be a career for someone I'm not saying that it's not but I just wasn't happy doing that and I just started looking into other things that I wanted to do and initially I was like I like law I was like uh thinking about doing becoming a lawyer but I was like nah I'm not about to become a lawyer that takes really long and and uh it just was going to take a long time, and I didn't want to take so long, too long to make that amount of money and have even more student loans. So then I started to think about being a paralegal, which is kind of under a lawyer. And then I just kind of stumbled across uh, the court reporting, and I, I've always really liked typing. It's funny because I used to always say, like, I wish I could type, I could just type all day. And I actually find, found a job that's kind of like typing all day. So that's... Um, I came across it and actually went for it. Yeah, I remember when you first told me about it a few years ago, um, <laughs> the first thing I said was, well, I'm glad you're doing it now and not back in the day because back in the day you might be typing up a case that got to do with me. So <laughs> I'm just glad that it's happening now versus back then. But um, so when you was looking into that and when you first found out, was it like uh, some type of degree you needed? Because that's like a big thing nowadays. They, everybody feels like, you need a degree to get at, to do everything, excuse me, uh, to get forward in life. No, you actually do not need a degree. I repeat, you do not need a degree. You just need the certificate. You just need to be certified. So 
I mean, you can go and get a degree. I'm getting a degree only because I already went to school and um, I only have to take one extra class to get a degree. So I figured why not just to say I do, um, but you don't, you just need to be certified. So um, it could take you two years just to be certified and be making six figures. Yeah, that's great. Uh, just for the purposes of the episode and so that people get to know you a little bit better. Uh, what actually are you going to school for? Um, to be a court reporter. So I'm going to um, Taft College. It's just to be a court reporter. But there's other things that you can do. Um, if you've ever sat down and watched TV, which I'm pretty sure everyone has, and you've seen the subtitles, like if you're watching like live TV, like the news or something, that is someone that's actually at home on the um, stencil machine, which is what we use to uh, just type what the person is saying. So that's someone at home watching TV. Or they could be there in the actual newsroom who's um, who's typing. So if you ever see that, it's called the closed captioning. So if you ever see the words on the the episode or whatever, that's someone that's actually um, a stenographer that's typing exactly what someone said. Okay, so I, I think, uh, I don't know when it was exactly I seen it, but I remember you posting a picture, and it looked like an old school typewriter. Yeah. So is that the type of machinery that you use? Yeah, it's a steno machine. So basically, um, I, I don't know exactly how many how many keys it is. I think it's like maybe 10 keys. So you would use, like, in order to say a word or even a phrase, like, um, I would say, is that right? You would use, like, press five keys and it'll bring up in the computer is that right so you actually have to learn the briefs um which are certain keys that you stroke in order to make a certain word or a certain phrase so there's so many briefs and then um there's it goes by sound so there's certain sounds like if you wanted to make a long e sound you you would have to press a o e to make a long e sound so it is very difficult about only 10 percent of people actually um, completed who actually go into it yeah because i mean when i seen the picture of it i just automatically because the times we live in now everything is like you know very technology based mm-hmm. and everything is updated mm-hmm. and i'm just like yeah that looked like something my grandma used to use <laughs> shout out to my grandma love you grandma but it literally looks like something my grandmother would use yeah. back in the day yeah my sister saw it and she was like oh hell no <laughs> she's like i'm not doing that kind of shoulder she was like oh hell no but um, that's funny you bring up technology because I think people are always thinking about, well, isn't technology going to take over? I mean, I, I think everyone's worried about their jobs at this like point. Like the AI type deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they are. But um, I got to go to court. I mean, I've been to court before. But I've gotten to go to court as a court reporting student and um, speak with a court reporter. She's been doing it for years. So I guess right now they kind of are doing that, but everything is so messed up. Because if you've ever used your phone and used Siri or Alexa, when you say certain things, it picks up other words. It doesn't actually pick up sometimes exactly what you're time. saying. Yes. Yes. And that is a court record that is very important. So if you're picking up the wrong word, um, I can't think of an example on top of my head, but that could change a case drastically. Yeah. So um, I don't see that taking over, um, at least my profession, anytime soon. And a lot of times the court is very old school and they're you know the things that they do so um the judges they always say they do prefer someone actually there typing rather than a machine picking up the words and then you have to think if you're in a courtroom if someone coughs or if someone's talking it's going to pick up every sound in the courtroom too right i mean i kind of it's funny that you say that because i kind of deal with that you know with the podcast and everything so i gotta try to make sure like i was telling you when you first came like you was talking about the stairwell and i'm like they've been banging for like the last week and a half so i'm kind of glad they on vacation because it gives me time to create more content because with them banging in the background i'm like yo just excuse that y'all i gotta (laughs) i gotta make an excuse for them because i still gotta get done what i need to get done yeah what episode is that i need to listen to that banging in the background (laughs) Uh, uh, i want to i don't even think it's out yet i I, want to think it's episode because i just dropped a surprise drop today episode five so I think it's episode six, the okay. one I did with my cousin. It's like a little day. It was either the banging in the background or the lawnmower cutting the grass. Oh, you know? yeah. So we got to make do. You know, I'm just starting out, y'all. So I'm be in the studio soon. So <laughs> the more y'all listen, the faster I'll get there. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So when you um, so was this something that like like you said you um, 
you wanted to do this for a long time and we've all like watched the crime shows and but was it specific like somebody pointed you in that direction or you just like stumbled upon it and what was it like like the first time entering into the courtroom knowing you that was the job you was there to do um no i just kind of stumbled on it and i knew it was for me because um I'm old. No, I'm not old. But I haven't been to school in 10 years. So. She's younger than me, y'all. <laughs> I haven't been to school in 10 years, so I, I thought about it, but I just, um, I, I didn't see myself going back. If I was going to go back, it was going to be for something I really wanted to do, mm-hmm. not just to say, okay, I have a degree now or whatever. So to go back to school after you haven't been to school in 10 years, like you have to have the self-discipline. You know, you're in there with a lot of people who are younger. So it's kind of like, it's not intimidating. It's just, you do feel kind of like, oh my God. I mean, you can go back and get your degree and get like, even if you have your um, your bachelor's, you can go back and get your master's or whatever. But so I, I just knew that I really wanted to do it because I really wasn't interested in going to school really. And then I found it. So I knew I really wanted to do it because it was motivating me and driving me to go back to school and, and the idea of being in the classroom. So that and then um, the crime shows and everything, a lot of women watch that. I don't. I like the fake stuff. Like, I like the fake stuff. I don't like it to be real because it really it really tugs at my heart. And then that's another thing that's kind of, um, I would say, a challenge in this profession is because it's sad. Like, the stuff that I'm going to hear is going to be really, really sad. There was one lady I was watching, and she um, has been a court reporter for years, and she was actually typing and she was crying because of the stuff that she was hearing. I guess it was, um, especially when it comes to things with, with kids. With children. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a son. And um, and besides that, it's just things with kids is really, really sad because they're just so, so innocent. Yeah. So she was actually typing on her machine and she just was crying and you can't stop. So she just tears coming down her eyes because the person who was there. Um, I guess two of the boys got killed and they had blonde hair and blue eyes just like her sons did. So it just it just makes you really emotional. So you got to kind of not take that home with you. Yeah, and it, it's hard, especially like you said, when it's kids. I remember um, a few months ago, and if I got the timeline wrong, I'm sorry, but uh, the West, when they did the West kids, mm-hmm. I don't know if you followed that case any, but like I feel like we were so invested in it, but this time we were invested in something for like the right reasons. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was because it was children and we, um, but like, like, why did y'all, what, what was it about these people that, that they so, tricked y'all to, to get granted, like, in order to take care of them? Yeah. So what actually happened? Because, uh, just like a rundown, I don't know if I've heard. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, I, I'm just a person that watched on TV yeah. from what I seen and what I heard, it was this couple they became foster parents to these little bro- these little boys, these little black boys. They were brothers, and they came came missing like around like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, they moved to like California City or somewhere. And if I get this wrong, y'all y'all don't crucify me. This is just like a synopsis because I know how people can be. But yeah, and then long story short, though, they um the the boys was found dead. Like after a while, like you kind of know. Yeah, I but think, you yeah, I think that sounds. Familiar. Yeah, like they were the West Twin. You can look it up. Uh, you can Google twin it. Twin boys, right? They're, I don't know if they were twins. I know they were brothers, but I know, I know they were brothers, but I don't know if they were twins. Okay. They, they could be twins, but I know their last name was West, mm-hmm. and it was these people, and it and it tugs at my heart too because even though I don't have kids yet, yes, I got nieces and nephews and all that, but my auntie just became a she's well, they're part of our family now because she adopt she adopted them. They're her kids. Yeah. But she was a foster mother for a while, and she she raised her four children, and now she has five more kids. Mm-hmm. She has uh, four girls and a little boy, and it's just like so good to see because yeah. people get into that space, mm-hmm. and it's all about the money. Yeah. But I can tell that she really this is something that she was basically put on this earth for. Like yeah. she really looked because everybody always like man it's crazy. She raised all her kids and she got her grandkids. And sometimes like if that's what you're that's what you're good at, yeah, like you to fill to fill that void, and it's like we treat them like they one of ours. It's mm-hmm. like without skipping a beat, like oh, this is what you're doing. So, you know, when it came to their adoption day, she did the photo shoots and all that, and we're we're like excited, like you know what I mean? They're yeah. they're a part of our family. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I feel like that's 
that's how it should be with everybody. If it's not like that, don't do it. And it's not to condemn people, but it's like, don't jump in that space for the wrong reasons, and then it ends like that. Because well, they're like, not in the right headspace from the from the jump, you know. Yeah. No, no, that's a good point. That that, but that's what I mean though. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know, like, if you know, like, say it's money motivated. Like, when it comes to a child, it's not enough money in the world because a child needs. They have needs. Mm-hmm. They may cry. They need to be fed. They need to be dressed. Like, attention. you might, If you yeah, they need attention. If you the type of person you just get irritated. Like, if you know, like. It's a trigger for you. Why would you bring a kid into your home that's not your blood when you can probably barely deal with the kids that that are your children? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You can barely deal with the neighborhood kids. Yeah, no, exactly. And I feel like that. So, and then when you first told me, that's the first thing I thought about. I mean, I really didn't bring it up because I didn't want to like, I didn't want you Aren't to. Are you second... going to be sad about what you hear? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do that because I didn't want you to second guess yourself. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it sounded so dope when you was explaining it to me initially and so i was just like but i did think about that like, mm-hmm. like wow what if like the simple cases is like oh this person's suing this person mm-hmm. for this little petty whatever but it's like those you're gonna have to be in that space where it's like a murder case or mm-hmm. like you said things with children so were you able to um like shadow before you got started doing it was you able to like sit in on a case or kind of see what the vibe was like um like i mentioned i went i did go to the to the courthouse we went as a class it was like um it was like and it's not very many many of us because a lot of people don't know about the profession or um so i think it was like maybe nine of us which is fine for the like a very small class setting um so we did go to a case and um just sat kind of I don't know what that's called but sat not with the jury we didn't go you know back there but we did get to speak with the judge and that's when he mentioned like i would rather have a court reporter here than, than you know some machine so got to speak to the judge a little bit and then he was like do you guys have any questions and we were all just so nervous so nobody asked any questions um but i did get to sit in on a case um it was it wasn't that sad that case was okay um, but I do want to mention that you don't have to because, you know, you should know if you're able to take it or not. I mean, I know that it's going to be kind of challenging for me, but I feel like after a while, you really don't listen at some point. You're just typing. Um, like, for instance, my teacher, she's 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 already retired, but she just is like, when I go and I type, I don't even think about what they're saying because it's muscle memory. So your fingers are just going, but you could be thinking about something something else. So she goes and uh, she used to go and type and she would be planning her vacation. So in her head, <laughs> she's going to cook for dinner. So I, hope, I can't wait till I get to that point. But um, I have thought about the things I'm going to hear possibly. But I feel like after a while, we'll kind of be immune to it. And then you don't have to go to court. You can go to um, work for a law firm for people who are, you know, suing someone like small claims courts or a lot of them are um, car accidents or um, also, like I mentioned, you can do the closed captioning where you're at home watching TV and just typing what they're saying. Um, I think you can even do concerts. So I would love to do a concert. Yeah. Where you're, um, because when you have concerts, you also have the, um, the subtitles too. So they're just typing what's going on or whatever. So you can do that. You can do cart, which is a little bit different. So that's, you're sitting in on the class where if you have like a student who is deaf, you can be typing everything the professor is saying. That way the person can read back and, and still learn. So that's something else you can do. I would like to do that too, but there's there's several things you can do. You don't have to um, go to court, but I want to go to court because I love court and I think it's just important and I want to feel like I'm that girl. Because when you're, when you're in court... And I you're love a court the attitude. Reporter, Let them know. Shoot. Yeah, when you're in court and you're a court reporter, you're like the queen bee. You are the queen bee. Like, And I'm just sitting there. I'm getting all the tea, but I'm not involved. I love that. I would love to see, you know, like kind of like watching gossip shows. You're there. You're getting all the tea, but it's not your tea, you know? Right. So you get to just hear everything. It's going to be some good, juicy stuff in there, too. So it's not going to be all bad. You know what? It's funny that you say that because uh, a lot of people have been telling me that, like, oh, you you know, you got your own podcast, you got your own show. You could talk about whatever you want. And naturally, like, we watch YouTube and we mm-hmm. see things pop up and, like, it'll be a certain topic and people will just flood my inboxes like, oh, talk about this. We want to hear your opinion on this. Yeah. But I don't know. Just starting out, I'm trying to stay away from all that. Like, 
the, like the smut of it all. You know what I mean? Because well, like, I think that that um, authenticity these days is really hard to find. So yeah. obviously you're gonna go with whatever whatever you feel, whatever your gut tells you to do. But it's like so many people who are already doing that, like yeah. celebrity gossip. I mean, I love celebrity gossip, but um, like I said, everyone's doing that. There's not many people who are being authentic and speaking about, like here doing talking to someone, a black female about a career mm-hmm. that we hardly hear about and then to see black people doing like I'm the only black person that's no, there's one other girl. There's one other girl. The first the first year I started I was the only black person um there and um a lot of people don't hear about it and a lot of black women aren't doing it. So I think you keeping it authentic and everything like that is really cool. Yeah, because uh, I was thinking about this just the other day, too, and, like, we, we complain as a people, and we was kind of talking about this off air, but mm-hmm. I want to mention it on the show. But uh, we, we was, as a people, we'll sit there and complain, like, oh, and this is, like, no racism, y'all. This is just, like, <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know. Give me all the racism. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, we'll see, we'll see, like, a white person putting another white person in a position, and we'll be like, see? Like, they only take care of their own, and then it'll be another Hispanic or another Arab or whatever. And it's like, yeah, we got the power to do that, too. We just choose not to. Like, when we see somebody doing something, instead of supporting them, we judge. Like, oh, they think they're better than us. Or, oh, they think, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they, oh, they think they're, like, so much smarter, or they, they got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, even with the podcast thing, like I said, I'm I'm not that big yet. I'm still starting out. I've had a few people reach out to me, like, hey, how did you get started? Like, damn, it sounds so natural. How do you do it? And I'm like, hey, I'll show you. Use this program or use it. It's mm-hmm. that simple. Like, yeah. Because one thing I figured out is, like, my story is my story. My interview style is my interview style. Like, yep. you were just asking me about, like, the intros and all that, mm-hmm. and you wanted to hear it back before we got started, which is dope. But, I, but it, like, there's a space, there's enough space for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, you were saying a little bit ago, like, if we got to worry about anything, it's going to be artificial intelligence. It's got to be AI. But as you were saying it, I was kind of smiling because I'm like, I wouldn't mind debating a robot. Bring it on. <laughs> I, I, I want to see what it's doing. Hey, talk your shit so I can yeah. talk mine. You know what I mean? But you better uh, you better come with it. So that, that's a good point you made. And it, it was um, it was real important for me to do this, too, because it was like a young black female. And then you can always say you was the first one. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. that's dope. And like I said, you on a great career path, and we gonna we can like you said we could talk all day and we can get uh into so many different things. But is there any more you want to say before we get to the next um the next segment? Um, like as far as your career goes, anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I just wish I would see a lot more. And this is this is a career that is female dominant. Um, a long time ago, you actually used to be male dominant, but it's become female dominant. So, um. I just would love to see more um, black females doing this. And it's a great way to um, make money. Obviously, it's not just about the money. You know, you you should do it because you really um, could see yourself doing it. And it's your passion and everything like that. And you really like it. Um, But it is a great way to make money. And it doesn't take that long. That's what kind of, you know, kind of stuck out to me. Like, hey, this is a great way to make money. It doesn't take that long. And like I said, initially... um, I found out about it because I was looking into being a lawyer. And then I want to just get the word out about it because a lot of people don't know. Even if you're, you know, you don't want to go into it, a lot of people just don't know what it is. And I've watched court shows, but I've never really seen the person until I actually look into the, into the career. You hear the voice, right? <laughs> the voices yeah. always get you. Like all the crime shows that we, like, mm-hmm. you know, First 48 and different things like that. Yeah. And you always wonder. And then you finally see their face like, Oh, it's a black person. Or, oh, it's this like. Yeah. I figured that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I've always wanted to do it. So I just want to get, you know, if anyone's interested, and then not only if anyone's interested, but just, um, just to, you know, just for just to get um, information about what it is, maybe more appreciation for it because it is difficult. It is hard. Um, it is a tough job to do. So hopefully someone's interested maybe or um just gaining knowledge and gaining information so yeah yeah and and that's important and i'm gonna, I'm gonna end it with the, i'm gonna end this segment with this right here uh y'all just take a leap of faith man that's what life is all the way that's what life is um about 
when it's over, it's over. But as long as you still got like air in your lungs, you still got a chance. Like don't fear should not be the reason why we don't try to do certain things. Like maybe a couple of years ago, you might not have thought this was an avenue that you would take, mm -hmm. but you've always thought about it. And you, the fact that you're actually doing it is very special. And it need it needed to be highlighted. And I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad I'm the one to be able to bring it to y'all. So chase y'all dreams, y'all. If there's something in y'all head, anything's attainable. Doesn't, and this is no knock on school because school is important. But you don't need a degree or you don't need hella schooling to do everything. It's just an idea. Like I went to school for a little bit. I, I'm, you know, I'm not done with my business communications, but I've done enough to where look at what I'm doing now. Now I have my own business. Even her, she's she's going to school right now, but she's starting her career while she's still going to school. So it's always possible to go, especially, like I said, this is no knock on nobody else, but I'm speaking to my people, especially us black people. We got to stop using ourselves against ourselves and stop making excuses. Like, like I said, it's a lot of people that didn't get to live that long or that don't have a chance because of present circumstances where they can't do certain things. But if you can, don't let fear consume you. But yeah, like I said, we got a lot more to talk about. And I just wanted to let this segment be about her career. And so I want y'all to stay tuned and we'll be right back. Stay lion All right, y'all, so we back. So I just wanted to give y'all a little bit more of our conversation before we get up out of here. You know, I can't go too long because I want to give y'all something to look forward to in the future. But, yeah, I want to talk about, because when we started, she was like, and, you know, I'm natural on the mic. Because what <laughs> a lot of people may not know, she has a great singing voice. I've been trying to get her for years to try to let y'all hear what she sound like. So I want to know, uh, how did you initially get into that space with singing and everything well first i don't think i have a great singing voice first of all i mean i mean obviously people are allowed to their own opinion but um like for me i would say i can hold a note i don't sound bad but like i don't know i just always have um love to sing and i know most people love music everyone's like oh I love music yeah, i love music i love music but i felt like um like when I was younger, I felt like, like I love it, but I'm in love with it. Like it means something more to me, and I've kind of always been like a, um, like a loner kind of, and I've never really had like a best friend like that. But I've always felt like, like music was my best friend. It was expressing a lot of emotions out of me, and and also putting a lot of emotions into me. And I've always felt like, you know what? I love music so much. Like I feel like I have such a connection to music I have to be able to know how to do something in music whether that's write whether that's sing um so I feel like I kind of built up my voice just from singing all the time like my grandma used to call me the human radio because I would just sing all the time and know like almost every song well every song on the radio pretty much so that's kind of where it started yeah See when yeah, and when I when I first heard you sing, because naturally, you know, like like I said, we go way back. We've known each other for a while, and you always have like an outgoing personality and a very bubbly personality when we're having conversations. Mm -hmm. So to hear you say that you felt um, introverted, that's actually that's surprising because yeah. I feel like that at times. Like you know how you said you like you felt that you never really had a best friend other than music. That's how you got through. It's similar for me, except I've been with, like, luckily been with, like, the same crew of people mm -hmm. since I was, like, six years old. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because what a lot of people don't understand is, like, the world can be a crazy place. It can be a cruel place. And just like with your music, like I am with my podcasting, like, everybody's like, man, I never heard you talk about that before. I never, and it's like, I found solace in it. A lot of the times, it's like, I don't want to talk to people about it, but even though I am talking to people when they listen to the episode, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, I was telling you off air before we started, like, I've got used to kind of talking to myself in a sense, I mm -hmm. guess you want to say. So 
is that is that what it felt like uh when you i guess performing like by yourself did you feel like oh that was your audience that was your stage that you kind of envisioned in your head um i don't know i just know that i felt like i was connecting to a source that was something that was not tangible i felt like i was connecting to a source that just uh was it just was so above anything else and i feel like when i first started writing i wasn't that great but i did feel like like i feel like i'm not that great like i think i started writing when i was writing songs when i was um 17 so i feel like this kind of sucks but i'm gonna keep going because i've I believe in myself like I feel something in me like I feel like I got something like I'm gonna just keep going and I did I got better and I think it wasn't just the writing over time the consistency that helped me get better it was um, like connecting with myself and kind of just um, I would say connecting with myself and then um, and then just just believing in myself more and just feeling like I feel like I got something inside of me like you know when you got it you just know mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very important. And I had to, like like I said, I had to realize that within myself. And how you were saying a little bit, oh, yeah, that that's my personal opinion. And I'm like, oh, she's a great singer, even though you, you said yourself, like, you don't feel like you are. But I feel like somebody as close as I am to you, like, that was kind of like my goal is to make sure you didn't stop. Because I'm like, you might not be the best at it right now, but if you keep going, you can outwork, you know what I mean? And your yeah. talent is eventually going to take over. With, with what you do and I feel like we get so caught up in that like we was talking about in the last segment like we can't let fear like hold us back like you know because my my if you go back and listen to uh my first episode when I did the podcast I, I've said it a few times I wasn't the greatest like I listen to it as motivation yeah but it can be very discouraging too because I'm like eh, that's not me but it took like my inner circle to like kind of like yo nah turn up like yeah. do what you do like it's weird because like is it weird like that you sometimes can't see the belief in yourself but other people see it see it in you if if that makes sense yeah but um i think i think i was like looking more looking for i guess i guess um validation i guess because i think people were like oh you're good keep going but um i needed someone else to tell me that like Yo, you're talented. Like that's what I really, I really, I feel like people were telling me because they, because we were cool, because they knew me kind of as a person. Like, I just, I guess, guess second guess if they really meant it. Like, I felt my music. I rocked my music. I liked it. I was like, ooh, this song is this is banger, whatever to me. But I was too worried about what other people might think. Like, I feel like other people are gonna feel like, girl, this sucks or whatever. So that's. That was kind of, I feel like, why, what held me back a lot of times and what kind of hindered me is because I felt like the song was good. And then I would listen to it too many times and then I would start judging it. I would change it. And then when you do that, that kind of like, it messes up the initial sound. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really does. And I'm glad you said that because there's two parts that I kind of want to touch on. You said, um, like, that that self-doubt like I was saying a little bit ago off air like I feel like we have that more than anybody mm-hmm. within our own community and we got to get up out of that like you know what I mean yeah. we can't like when we see somebody doing something that looks like us we need to champion that we don't we don't and then it's not just because they're a relative or a friend or whatever the case may be even if it's a complete stranger because you never know the impact that you can make on someone mm-hmm. you know it's it's better to do it because it's free. This all that like motivating somebody and like that pat on the back that shit don't cost you nothing. And I feel like we get so caught up in like oh if this person's doing something, it's gonna make them look. It's gonna make me look bad because it's gonna make me realize like I ain't really doing nothing. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know I can't sing, but. I have a hidden, well, I'm starting to talk about it more, but <laughs> no, no, I'm starting to talk, I can't sing for shit, but I, back in high school, I developed, um, well, it came to light that I'm a pretty good writer, mm-hmm. so, and I was telling my friend who I interviewed, uh, my first interview for season two, he does music, and I'm like, 
I think I could be a ghostwriter. I know not to. I'm. This is my job on the mic. I'm yeah. the, as far as singing. I'm gonna leave that to you. I, I I don't touch that. But so I think that was um, partly my motivation when you first told me. I'm like, hey, I could probably write you something that <laughs> you know what I mean. We could collaborate. Yeah. I could I could write you something. But I wanted you. Of course, I wanted you to be comfortable in your own skin. Like, and I remember. I don't know if you remember this or not, but I remember when I first started doing the podcast, you asked me, like, how did you just put yourself out there like that? How did you just put your voice out there? Yeah, I feel like that's so, that's so brave. Yeah, I I just did it. Like, honestly, I just did it because one thing, and it was a struggle at first because, like, anybody that knows me, I I know a lot of people. I got a lot of friends or people that, I have a lot of associates. I have my group of friends, but I have a lot of associates, Mm -hmm. uh, to be clear. But a lot of people that know, and you automatically think, like, Oh, it's gonna be a lot of support there. That's you. That's just a natural feeling. But one one piece of advice that I always remembered, and it was good that you said, um, like you wanted that outside validation. Like mm-hmm. The fact that I knew you, or like even your grandma or whatever, like we're close to you. So, like, not to say our opinion don't matter, right. but it, but it, it's it, like your kid. It's like, oh yeah, good job. It's like yeah, like, you gotta say that you're my parent. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe you. Some. I, the kids that's in our family, you know, we keep it honest. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, but but that but that's real important. So that kind of was like, damn, it gave me that little. I didn't say it right then and there, but I'm like, oh, it must sound pretty good if she if she noticed like mm-hmm. how. And it was the same thing when I heard you sing. It was kind of like, it's that little outward voice that comes to you where it's just like, okay, I'm gonna keep going. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So and sometimes like. It's the mistakes that prepare you forward. So yeah. what might not sound too good to you sonically, it might sound great to the world. Like, yeah, that's one that's one thing. I mean, I feel like I'll always do that. Like I'll always like listen to beats and come up with songs and stuff like that. Um, because that's just part of who I am. But I feel like that's what I wish I kind of would have known. I mean, I think I, I thought about it, but actually would have known like even if I just connect with one person, that's that's like that's amazing. Even if you just connect with one person, because I like my music, somebody gonna feel me. Like somebody's gonna be like, okay, this is cool, and I'm gonna only, you know, get better. But I never really wanted to to sing. I just wanted to write. Like I never wanted to be like a singer or be famous because I don't want to be in the spotlight. I'm saying that on the podcast. <laughs> I know it's like a contradiction, but um. I never wanted to be like in the spotlight and performing and tour. Like I didn't want to do that. I just had to sing because how else was I going to get my music out there? You know. So I wanted to be the person that just writes and like have people sing it and all that. I would be the person that's like, dang, this song is missing something. Let's call it Monique, and I just give it that one little thing in a song to make the song just pop. Yeah, that's like the your, person I wanted to be. Exactly, like your little flavor, and it's crazy. Like and people gonna hear me say this, and they're gonna be like, what? Like, I'm extroverted to a lot of people, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't know I'm a really introverted person. Same. Like, being by myself is not, a lot of people ask me, like, living by myself, they'd be like, do you ever get bored? I'm like, nah, I love being by myself. I like, do. I love being by myself. Now, if I'm around my people, of course, I can be around my people all day, but I don't really want to be around nobody. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, when I get random knocks on my door and stuff, it tripped me out every time still. I'm like, if you didn't tell me you coming, like, what you you doing here? Like, because I don't invite people over and I don't, you know what I mean? I'm real real closed off. And a lot of people, like, they're going to hear, they're like, nah, there's no way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's the side you get of me. Like, I know how to be extroverted when it's time. Mm -hmm. But naturally, I'm a real introverted person. And I feel like me learning how to write, that has helped me a lot. Like, it's very therapeutic. Like I'm, I'm doing the podcast now, and it's funny that you like you didn't want to be in the spotlight. Anybody that know me, I want to be in the spotlight. Oh yeah, you're a Leo. I love see see. <laughs> they love to be like see that. In the hey, light. that's a whole another conversation we could have for <laughs> another episode. Because I got attacked on my birthday. Not not literally attacked, but mm-hmm. my sisters, my best friends, my brothers. They all you know they're. One of my brothers, Chris, he real big in, like, the Zodiac. And mm-hmm. my whole response is, like, so when you first met your girl, the first thing you told her was, what's your sign, huh? Like, you know, just yeah. as a joke. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that really matters. And I'm like, 
yeah, I guess. And then everybody goes, oh, you're a Leo, and that's why you're this and you're that. So, yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I want to be in the spotlight, so that's why I'm doing this. Like, you know what I mean? And, and clearly, you may not you may not know it right now, but you kind of do, too. Because, <laughs> because even having somebody else sing your words, like, if you, let's say it's on the radio, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I like to dream big. So, let's say you get a, write a song for somebody and it gets uh, on the radio. Every time you hear that play, you can be like, yeah, them was my words. Like, you know? Yeah, but I wanted people to know. I wanted people who were really interested in music to know me because people think these people singing songs on the radio, they're just the face, they're just the music. So, Mm -hmm. in order to, when you really like music, I mean, back in the day, we used to go get the, I used to go get the CD, open up the CD, and I would read. Yeah, Sam Goody Target. <laughs> I used to read on there like who wrote the song or whatever. I wasn't interested. I mean, of course, I was interested. Oh wow! In the artist, I never, I never thought of it like yeah, that. Yeah, I used to open up, read it, who wrote the song, and look up that person and find out how many more songs they 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 wrote and everything who produces. So when you really like music, that's when at that point someone would know me, not just you know barely um, scratching the sur- surface of all oh, like this person's song. It's like behind the music, like the work, the real work, you know. Yeah. And I want to ask you, too, the fact that you said that, that's an interesting point. Because um, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I'm actually in the process of writing a book as well like okay. about, about my life story. So when you started writing, and you, I mean, obviously you was a singer since you were younger, and then you started writing, you said about 17. When it came to the structure, like, how did you, how was that for you, like, that transition of, like, structuring a song together? Um. What do you mean, like structuring, like the, the like, verse? Yeah, like the, the different course. stanzas that come with it. Was it difficult for you, or did it come natural? Or um, it came natural. I think when I first started writing songs, I was um, I used to just write it. I wouldn't write it to a beat, but then I was like, how am I gonna put a song out in this just words? I mean, and it, there's no music to it. But then I started just being able to write the songs to a beat. So, um, and then, and then I started to feel like, well, dang, now I can't write a song without a beat. So, All right. but it just comes naturally, you know, like I was saying, it's just this, like, it's just this, um, kind of, if you're kind of, if you're a spiritual person, then you know exactly what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but it's just this source that you connect with. When you hear the, the music, I used to do everything freestyle. I mean, I would go back and change the words, but I would either pick a melody or maybe like. I feel like the intro should be a chorus or I feel like this is what's coming out of me. I wouldn't think about um, what the song is going to be about. It's how does the music, how does the beat make me feel? And I would listen to it and it literally would feel like, not like not like you're possessed, but it just would feel like something comes out of you. Like I would literally listen to the music, close my eyes, and then just feel the music and then after that verse or whatever that part I was saying I would open my eyes it was like that's so raven like you know yeah. when she has like a vision it yeah. would feel like that like dang something came out of me but like dang like I like that or that's dope and I would just fall for that yeah she went old school with that one that was yeah. back in the day that was like junior <laughs> high days yeah so so what I'm hearing is that you're real big on energy like oh energy definitely. is so important yeah. to you yeah see a lot of people don't like when it comes to like not to get too deep into this but when it comes to like re- religion and spirituality, I tell people all the time there's there's um it's two separate two separate things. Mm-hmm. Like I tell people all the time when they ask about religion and all that, I'm a spiritual person. Right. Like I feel like I got a connection to God that's my own, and mm-hmm. like it's all about energy. And and um, I had a friend drop some gems on me recently. Um, you know, with after people in the afterlife, and I mean, it's gonna sound crazy to some people, but some of the things she told me and some of the things that she like revealed to me like me and her we never talked I never how would you know that I never it was certain pictures and it was like and she started telling me some things about my dad and it was like it's only been one of my friends I could say they was around when my dad was around so you wouldn't know that unless I told you Mm -hmm. how did you know that and it just made sense and it was a couple of things where it was like basically saying like this is my right path like with the podcast and everything and how you how you did how you said structuring the music um because i do poetry as well and that's how it started that's how i like discovered my writing gift like you know what i mean because it was like i was in that space to where it's like i was going through a lot you know and i had uh it was a a year i think it was what 2016 where i kind of like 
lost three family members back to back to back. It was like mm-hmm. it was crazy. But I didn't really. I was in that space where it was like, ain't nobody gonna understand if I talk. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we get, you know, especially as black men, we get in that space where it's like we don't, you know, it's like man up. Like and you have a son, so you you, like as he get older, you you'll see it mm-hmm. how 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 we are naturally. We just come to be like, okay, we can fix every problem under the sun. But when it yeah. comes to our own, <laughs> we're like, nah, you don't want to hear about that because mm-hmm. then the terms come like, oh, he's weak and all this other stuff that comes out there, right? So. We just be real closed off. But then luckily I found the gift of poetry and writing and I was able to like write a lot of things down how I was feeling at the time. And I've been doing it, like I said, since 2016, almost seven years now. And then now it's like I've been able to send it to like friends of mine and different things because they might go through some of the similar things. Yeah, I think you've sent me a couple actually. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, yeah. You as well. Yeah, I, I sent, and it's like, man, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And so at first I was just like, think i'm supposed to be a writer yeah like the podcasting thing wasn't i used to just always get teased by all the homeboys like hey man order our food or do it was because everybody said i'm the well-spoken one i can do this or i'm the talker of the group and so they so when i started doing the podcast they're like oh yeah that's that's you that's natural and i'm like but now i'm like i can be multifaceted i can write and i can do the podcast like you know what i mean that's why i try not to give up so much when it comes to like my life story because I'm in the process of that and I know like if I want to do it right I know it's going to take a few years and another one thing that the podcast is teaching me is patience Mm -hmm. this has taught me a lot of patience just like through business deals and different things like that because I'm not the most patient person in the world maybe that's the Leo in me I don't know (laughs) I just have to I don't want to say be in command but it's like once I set my mind to something it's like Failure is not an option. Like, like you know what I mean? And I feel like, well, since we was talking about it, because you're a Libra, I'll just put it out there. I am. I'm a Libra. Yeah. Libra gang. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all have that, y'all have that, this, what is it, the scale, right? Like, yes. Y'all have the balance. I have sisters that's Libras too, so that's why I know a little bit about it. Like, And they, and they say that we're like, sonically, because like I said, our energy is very important to me too, and I feel like they say that we have a good rapport, like, mm-hmm. with y'all. Like, I feel like we got a good rapport with everybody. <laughs> I feel like that, too, because we're about peace and harmony. Yeah. And we don't want no problems, but we will bring the problems. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gl- I'll, Hey, I'm so glad you said that because a lot of people don't. And that's why I tell people, like, I, I don't want no problems. But we, when there's a problem, all right, no problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think it was 50 Cent that said it one time. It was like, everybody thinks I want a problem. But just because when there's a problem, I always say, okay, no problem. I'm with whatever. Like I'm about peace and harmony, but I'm with the shit too. <laughs> like, and I just and I just always feel so. Okay, you got the career, um, you got the career and everything going, and like I said, smart, beautiful black woman. This was important. Like, I want y'all to know, like, y'all could chase y'all dreams. That's why I wanted to do this. I want y'all to be able to hear this. And I don't know, is this your first podcast interview? You it ever is. Did? No See? one's ever asked me to. I don't even. I don't even think I even know anyone who has a podcast. Honestly. All right. But, so this is my first, and I asked that because this is my first. Like I said, this is my first female interview, and this is her first podcast. I've had a few firsts uh, to be on my show, so I feel you know a little extra special, but a little bit more pressure. But <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm handling it real well. Is this something before we get up out of here? Is this something you want to just let the people know? Like about your more about yourself, or you know, just to help them push forward the way that you have. Um, I would just would reiterate kind of what you said about uh, you know following your dreams. Like you said, it doesn't have to be school. I know a lot of people. Most people are like, I'm not going to school. I hate school. I've been going to school all my life. So it's like when you finally graduate from college, people don't want to do it. But it's not just school. You know, you can go to what is it called a trade school for six months. It's about following what you want to do whether you want to be an entrepreneur open your business or whether you want to do music um you know have your own podcast or whatever you know i feel like it's just connecting with your authentic self you can do anything that you want to do um i gave up so much in my life i left my job i left the place that i stayed i left i just think i left the mind frame of being comfortable So a lot of people get stuck and they get comfortable. And I know for sure that that's not for me because when I feel comfortable, I feel stuck and I feel stagnant and I just get 
it's, it feels like a downward, downward uh, spiral for me. It's just like I need to move forward and I need growth. So I'm a um, 33-year-old um, single mom. I have a five-year-old. So a lot of people are like, well, I'm too old. I have a lot of things going on. Um, but I'm still going to school to be to follow my career, follow my dream. And I think everyone should too, whatever it is. Just you know, be the best at what you want to do and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, that 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 is, that is uh, man, man, you got kind of got me stuck over here for a second. No, that that was that was really dope, and I feel like for our community, like we need that more than anything. Like it's it's never too late to do something. Like we all have that moment, and I finally had to get to that place. It's now or never, and I've been through a lot of a couple of life challenging things, and it was like like I was talking about energy a little bit ago, like. I feel like God was speaking to me directly, like, okay, now is the time. Like I like once you pulled me through once he pulled me through that, it was like, okay, he kinda you know how you feel like you gotta hit the rock bottom you you gotta hit rock bottom before you can get to where yep. you need to be. The only way is up. The only way is up. Like how so with you you saying so anything is possible. Like she said, she has a son now. She's in her mid thirties. She left her home, she left her comfortability. That's the thing. We get so comfortable. And we don't chase our dreams. We stay stagnant and we stay very stagnated and we got to come up out of that as a people. I hate that feeling. That feeling, that feeling just, it just eats at me. It seriously just eats at me. I'm like, yeah, it's, going on. it's literally <laughs> the worst piece. But I want to tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the platform. Thank you for being my first female guest. With this being your first, uh, your first podcast, excuse me, I feel honored. And I just, I just want to make sure I give you your flowers. You know, we, like I said, we go way back, and you was a little apprehensive at first, but I feel like. The, I know I was like, me? Why? Yeah, what are we gonna it, talk about? It was questions, I but mean, it, we can talk. But I was like, what are we gonna talk about? What are we gonna talk? Then I kind of, you know, told her what I was thinking and what my mind. I told you what my mind frame was, and it was like your comfortability. And I guess it's because you know me, and it's me. Like right, if yeah. I'm, like, you know, I was gonna make you as comfortable as possible. And like I said, it's so much we could talk about, and we definitely can do this again. This is not, this is not, never, nothing is ever a one-off for me. Like I'm, I'm always inviting people back. I tell people all the time, like, hey, if you if you got something else going on, or if it's something that you feel like people want to hear, hey, hit me up, and we can schedule it in. But with that being said, just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time, stay lion-hearted. Lion Hearted Podcast.